What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Soul Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings, the doers, the makers, the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the creators, the artists, CEOs. You guys are definitely out-of-the-box thinkers. You probably often looked at as crazy. <laughs> you probably anti-status quo or just like about doing your own thing and carving your own path. And I always say maybe you looked at and misunderstood and then I also always say that here, you will never be misunderstood. You will always be understood. My guests get you. I get you. Um, you know, and I always say that, uh, you know, we don't glamorize or glorify and success because uh, success is a very arbitrary word. What, what does it mean to you? Um, and I don't think it should be forced on you from media or society or numbers or metrics or any of these things. Because, look, we're all uh, souls having a human experience. We're all traveling. We're all here doing our journeys. And it's different for every single person. you got to define that by yourself. And I purposely have these conversations and bring people on to show you what different paths look like. And you can't tell me any one of those paths <laughs> have been the same. Uh, for all of my, uh, my uh, subscribers and followers from day one in my community, thank you guys so much for the constant feedback and for the help and for the, you know, the recommendations and the ratings and the reviews. And for all the newer subscribers and listeners and followers, I really appreciate you guys too. Um, there's been a little bit of growth going on and, you know, that means a lot to me. And, you know, please continue to leave ratings and reviews and feedback. It, it really, really helps the show grow even more. Um, and for those of you that are new, I'm Matt Gottesman. You guys can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, M-A-T-T-G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N. Uh, everybody knows in the community, I answer every single DM, re text, reply, response, you name it. I do my best at least. I'm pretty, pretty on it. A couple of people tested me recently and they're like, oh shit, you really did. Uh, <laughs> which is always fun for me. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm grateful. And then of course, if you want to follow along at, at HDF magazine or at hustle sold separately, you can do that as well. And we've got another great show today with my good friend, Steven Jaggers, and he's a mind body mentor. And we're gonna be talking a lot about breath work and cultivating physical energetic resilience, trauma release. I think that's probably very good for a majority of the world right now. Uh, how it affects entrepreneurship, um, for a lot of my entrepreneurial listeners, let me tell you something. <laughs> I once heard that entrepreneurship is a fast track to personal development, self-awareness, a higher consciousness and growth. That couldn't be uh, further from the truth or closer to the truth. It's, it's, it's so unbelievably true. Um, you have to really have a relationship with yourself. Um, you have to understand all the intricate parts of you internally, uh, consciously, subconsciously that you just don't even know about. Um, and you have to be very willing to do the work. You have to be vulnerable um, and not, you know, vulnerable the way it was painted in old school society. Like that's a weak trait. Vulnerable as in like, hey, who am I really? And what the fuck is really going on with myself? And let me actually have an open conversation about it. And let me also be able to have conversations that are honest and direct with everybody else in the process. <laughs> It takes a lot of, uh, you know, uh, of interpersonal work. So we're going to talk about all these different things as well as how even your posture affects your emotions and your psyche. Um, give you guys a little bit of a background on Steven, but we're going to talk more with him. 
his purpose in life, help people feel strong in their body and repattern their mind, liberating them so they may live a life of purpose and passion. And by the way, guys, like this man actually really, really does this stuff. I know you see all kinds of stuff online, but like he's like really dialed in. So go go check him out online. Stephen Jaggers uh, was Jaggers. Jaggers JR. Jaggers JR. Um, because he actually shows you some of the cool stuff that he's doing. So, uh, but he believes there's an exact correlation between our physical vitality and mental health. Amen. Uh, if we want to improve the quality of our lives, we must address both. Amen. And the mind affects the body and the body affects the mind. Addressing both of these liberate us from the stress and fog that inhibits us from finding the highest quality of life within reach. He discusses how our physical well-being is directly correlated to our psychological well-being and shares practical ways we can begin reclaiming our health through reclaiming our mind. Um, and it's done. He does this through live events, corporate wellness, his podcast, Mind Body Mentor. He's a certified neuromuscular therapist and human optimization coach. And in recent years, after helping thousands of individuals heal chronic stressors and trauma that has kept them trapped in an unhealthy state, he has created a powerful modality called somatic release breathwork, which we'll probably also be talking about. Um, and I can absolutely 100% tell you guys, like understanding how the mind works, understanding how your body reacts to um, your mindset, to your stresses in life, to the food you put in your mouth, to the people you have around you, <laughs> to uh, the work that you do, everything, it all affects your, your inputs affect your output. And we're going to talk a lot about that stuff. Uh, Steven, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, brother. It's an honor. Thank you for the, uh, the flattering intro. It's true. And we'll probably break all of that down. Because <laughs> just like you said, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of this stuff on on social media and, and the internet and stuff like that. But it's, um, it's powerful, man. And I think in today's world right now, all of the, uh, you know, stress and trauma, those things are guaranteed, right? Those things are guaranteed. Even if you don't want it, they're like, Oh, here, let me give you a whole bag of it. <laughs> yeah. But how resourced right. are you to be able to, um, utilize those things mm -hmm. for your personal growth? Right. Because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like working out. You stress the muscle enough, you know, too much is going to break, break it down to where you're not able to handle it. But a, like enough of it yeah. will actually cause you to grow and get stronger. Oh yeah. And oh, it's yeah. all, it's all mindset. Yeah, of course. Well, so on that, so, so the general audience gets the, the idea, um, you know, I always say the first question is the same and then everything else is conversational after that. But how do we get here? Cause um, being a neuromuscular therapist and a human optimization coach and helping thousands of individuals, where did that all begin and why, and why this route, which by the way, in my opinion, um, I, and I tell this to all the healers of the world, y'all are going to be busy for a very long time. <laughs> you're yeah, going to be, you're going to be busy for lifetimes, brother. So brace yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And even like, you know, those are my titles, but I would say even having the title as a healer, you know, I, Ah, it just turns me off. You know, I get, I get very turned off by that term because nobody heals another person. That's a very fair point. You know, like yes. People come to me and they say, Oh, heal me. And I'm like, oh, that's not, I don't do that. Right. You know? Anybody that's a healer is going to help you or, or perhaps put you in position for you to there heal you yourself. You know, if you go see a doctor and you have a cut on your arm, you know, he's not going to heal that cut. He's going to probably stitch it up and put yourself in position for your body to actually heal it. Yes. So it's all it's it's all helping people recognize that internal healing response, that internal healer, that innate intelligence that courses through every living thing yes. on this planet and that we forget. 
you know, That's... and, and just like you said in the beginning, um, you know, try, like even measuring success by numbers and all of these outside things, like it's all an internal, uh, process. We have to be able to define that for ourselves. Answers are always inside yes. as cliche as that sounds. It's true. There's a, and there's a lot going on in there. I think that's the part that, you know, from yeah. the fact that we were born into these bodies that are doing lots of profound work all by itself, but in relation and correlation to each, each you know, organ and uh, blood vessel and, and whatnot. And then on top of that, you know, um, we, whether, you know, we bring in energy from a past life to this one or, you know, and we're, our souls are traveling and it's a remembering and awaking, you know, there's a lot. But, uh, but feel free to go, How like, where did this all begin? Yeah, so I'll get into it a little bit. I think it began before I even came into this body, but of course. I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go down that <laughs> you route. Sure? You um, sure? <laughs> maybe we'll get into it a little bit. But, you know, I, uh, I was born in Southern California. Uh, my parents were both struggling drug addicts, we'll say. Uh, really, really hard time. You know, I watched them suffer through most of my life. And, uh, you know, I'm an only child. And throughout my childhood, I, I watched like my parents struggle with <laughs> basically they were addicted to meth when I was mm -hmm. very young. Like it's it was really hard to watch that. And they they actually became, you know, got off those hard drugs when I was, mm, I don't know, six, seven years old. And then retreated to pharmaceutical drugs, mm. you know, got off the hard street drugs to pharmaceutical drugs. And I always knew from a young age that I was like, there's something not right. You know, there's something not right. Like, why can't you come to my, my basketball games and, or why can't you come out and, you know, enjoy, um, meeting my other friends, parents and all that. I just knew inside that something was not right. So there was a driving force inside of me to kind of understand what made people do the things that they did. And I think that was from me wanting to help them on a deep level. And, you know, high school, whatever, I was, I was always a, a I don't know, an individual, only child. Um, I got out of high school. I wanted to study psychology. And then I also wanted to study physical therapy. So, you know, I've always in, was in sports, very active, loved uh, physical health. But I also wanted to know what made people tick. So I ended up going to school at a community college around here. Like I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was studying um, uh, psychology of addiction and then also physical therapy. Mm. I ended up uh, dropping out because I just didn't vibe with the way that, you know, modern school is like mm -hmm. most of us, you know, right. experiential. I was an experiential learner. And uh, delved into the corporate world for a little while, found out very quick that that was not for me. You know, I was helping um, run a, a human resources for a microchip company for a few years, and that was just not my vibe. Um, but yeah, so I, I went, I wanted to go back to school and I wanted to learn just more. And I found this holistic school here in Tempe that, uh, it's called Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Mm -hmm. And before that, I started having these, I'd say when I was working this corporate job, I started having these crazy dreams, very, very lucid dreams. And I didn't even know what a lucid dream was at that time, but I remember very vividly that I was sleeping and in the middle of the night, I dreamt that I fell out of my bed mm -hmm. and I woke up 
and I looked at my body in my bed. And at that moment in time, I freaked out and I like woke up from that. And then I started doing some research and figuring out about lucid dreaming and astral projection and all of these, mm-hmm. you know, very esoteric concepts. And oh, that led me down the rabbit hole of, course. You know, of altered states of consciousness. And it just started blowing my mind open. And so I actually found this holistic school that was teaching a very similar, I don't know, esoteric concepts combined with Western medicine as well. And I was like, okay, well, let's check it out. I, I found that I could, uh, you know, get student uh, loans or whatever to go to school because I had no money. Uh, so I started studying massage therapy, life coaching, astrology, uh, holistic nutrition, yoga. You made your own all- curriculum. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I basically made my own curriculum. <laughs> right? I mean, they were, it's it's basically a Hogwarts school for the modern day. You it's know? awesome. It was, it, and everything that they did there was very experiential. Mm-hmm. And it was just a profound experience in my life. I ended up loving all of these different... It's funny because I went to a holistic school and then they asked me, what do I want to specialize in? Which is like, it's that's the opposite, right. you know? Like if you, if you are a holistic practitioner, you are a generalist, you usually mm-hmm. don't specialize in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up specializing in physical body work and mm-hmm. understanding, you know, the alignment of the physical body on an energetic and a physical level. And, um, so yeah, I, uh, my teachers really loved me. I, you know, I loved it. I ended up becoming an assistant teacher and then a, and then an instructor there. And I started teaching kinesiology. Yes. I didn't even have a kinesiology major. My assi- <laughs> my assistant teacher had a, had a degree in kinesiology, mm. and I was teaching kinesiology because I knew how to hold a classroom. I knew how to teach these concepts uh, that are applicable, mm-hmm. you know, that are applicable with the the human body. So, I that's kind of how I got to this place. You know, I think there was a deep um, wound inside of me that mm-hmm. saw my parents and saw the rest of the world really struggling. Yeah. And I wanted to figure out the root of what is actually causing these issues within our, our, our body and how that affects our mind and our mind state and why, you know, people feel depressed or anxiety. And, and then I ended up doing, you know, physical body work for a while, understanding the nervous system and how the nervous system is the chakra system. It's basically the same thing. You know, it's the electrical system of our body. We're electrical beings. Yes, we are. You know, you have nerve plexi or nerve bundles at each of those seven centers, and they control the glands, the muscular system, Mm. the organs on each of those different um, centers of your body. So really trying to tie the box between, you know, Western and Eastern philosophy as it comes to the body. And then I uh, I got a job at an injury rehab center here in town. And I started working with athletes and injuries and all of that whole thing and, and really uh, helping people align their physical bodies. And I'd see the same people over and over and over again, you know, with um, forward head posture and just fucked up posture in general, just from uh, the modern um, epidemic that is uh, sitting in chairs and typing at computers, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> and I know very well because I've been running my own business lately and it's very taxing on the body. But I got sick of aligning people's physical bodies and then coming ba- them coming back to me every week with the same issues over and over again. And so I started to delve deeper into, let's say I 
Yeah, a, a couple different other areas. Psychedelics started getting very popular, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I was very fascinated on how that, uh, just the effects that that had on the psyche. I went and worked for a nonprofit organization called MAPS, Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. They're pretty popular in the uh, psychedelic space, and they're really helping, um, you know, their funding and le- and doing all the the help to legalize these um, medicines in conjunction with psychotherapy. And I went and worked a a conference in Oakland, California in 2017 called the Psychedelic Science Conference. And as I was into these psychedelics, I went to a workshop uh, by Stan Groff, uh, and it was a holotropic breathwork Mm. workshop. I was like, okay, this guy says I can get high off breathwork. Like, let's, let's see what it's about. And I was absolutely blown away at the, just the insights and the release that I had in my physical body and my mind and how clear I was directly after the, you know, the experience and how quickly I was able to integrate the lessons and the insights that came through my psyche without the help of any other, you know, substance. Mm -hmm. And it just blew my mind away. And so, you know, having that experience, I continued to do body work for a while. I moved to Sedona because that, you know, that's kind of the new age capital of the world. And I just took some time to really, you know, spend some time on the land. And I, I worked there, I ran my practice, and I met a lot of amazing, you know, crucial people that, you know, are, have been really crucial in my network and have helped me out a lot. And I continued to study body work and, and then I studied breath work as well. And, and how, you know, the breath is the only body rhythm that we do both consciously and unconsciously, meaning that you you can, you can take a breath. Like right now we could decide to take a breath or I can just continue speaking and not even think about it. Right. I'm, st- I'm still going to breathe. Right. So it's really that, it's really that, that bridge between the, the unconscious mind and the conscious mind. And, you know, it's just, it, it just blows my mind how many, how much of a release and how much insights people can actually get from doing these sort of sessions in their mind and their somatic, you know, of the body. That's what somatic means. I was just about to ask that. Yeah. Of the body. Yeah. It means of the body in relation to the mind. So we are a psychosomatic vessel, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, our psyche and our, and our body. Uh, there's a metaphor called the, uh, the animal and the artist. Mm Mm-hmm. We are both the animal and the artist. Hmm. We are an animal first. You know, we, we have instincts. We have intuition. We also are an artist. We, we love to tell stories and we love to, you know, hmm. we, th- we think. And most of us have forgotten that we are animals as well. And when we have stressful circumstances that happen to us, and uh, the animal nature inside of us doesn't get a process, doesn't get a chance to discharge that energy, it bottles it up in our, in our physical body. And then we end up lashing out at the people that we love or, or the, you know, maybe if, if we've been holding it for a while, we, we, we lash out on a, a group of people in the world and you know, that could get really ugly. So that's, that's another driving force of, of why I'm doing this work and why I'm trying to bring it to a bigger, bigger scale. And I, I think, uh, now is a great time where, I mean, it's been around for ages 
Uh, and um, and now it's nothing new. It's nothing new, but it but it's becoming more and more widely accepted and sought after in a yeah. lot of ways too. Um, you know, I was always fortunate being around all of you guys um, because I had a very holistic mother growing up where like, even when I was like 15 or 16, if it wasn't acupuncture. It'd be like, we're going to my kinesiologist. I actually, you know, I had, we had a kinesiologist yeah. at like 16 and 15 and it would do all <laughs> the testing with like the vials and the like R and like figuring all this stuff out. And uh, you know, I, I, I was, I was joking with her the other day, but I was like, I'm so grateful. I'm like, you, you put me around all of these modalities and these ideas of, there's something bigger going on, um, whether it be from a spiritual component or a physical component or even an emotional one. And now I have all these wonderful people around me who specialize in each of these different areas that like one, they feel like, hey, how do you understand this? I'm like, oh, I understand it. I just don't understand it to the, the, the artistry that you guys, you know, are because of, you know, that's this is your mastery. Um, but it's it is truly phenomenal um, work. And then the, the other thing that when you're talking about the breath, it's that's an interesting way of I hadn't thought about that. When we just naturally are just breathing, we're just naturally breathing. It's it's very you know subconscious, um, but when we're um, actually like choosing to take a breath and be in that moment, right? It's very conscious, and it is a, a, a connection between the mind and the body. Like I hadn't actually thought about it in that in that context. Um, but you also brought up a really good point about you know we have access to a lot from breath work and. Um, I know I was very fortunate to get into breathwork starting in 2017. And um, so, but I, I know uh, a lot of people, usually a, a gateway is uh, psychedelics. But I love the fact that when they, f- they figure out too, they're like, oh no, you can achieve that with just the breathwork and beyond, you know? And so I, I like watching that. What, what, what happens, like talk to people who don't understand or maybe haven't even tried it yet. Like what's going on in breathwork that allows the person to tap into other areas and what kind of areas are they tapping into and like what what's going on in the action of it so you know it's currently being studied on a like a physiological level you know who andrew huberman is yeah huberman lab mm-hmm. he's actually doing some studies on these these deeper um you know holotropic style breath work states of consciousness and what's going on on a physiological level. If I were to say that I completely understood it on a physiological level, I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be doing any justice. And there's a lot of science and research coming out on breath work and, and different types of breath work. You know, there are so many different types of breath work. Mm -hmm. And like we said, they've been around for so long and they're all right. You know, none of them are wrong. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there such as like the oxygen advantage and Buteco method. And, you know, those are just some of the, the, um, the modalities that are, you know, looking at these over breathing practices, such as holotropic, such as Wim Hof Mm -hmm. as negative for the body. Hmm. And, you know, taking in too much oxygen is actually bad for you. And, and they might be, they, they might be correct with that on a day-to-day level, on a day-to-day practice, you know, as for a day-to-day practice, for us to remain in a calm nervous system state, I think having slow, you know, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose is one of the most healthy practices you can have 
as a human to just control your state to maintain you know a parasympathetic nervous system state or a rest and digest nervous system state where you are actually digesting your food you are repairing yourself on a cellular level you know you are you know taking you're you're in a healing state your Mm -hmm. body's actually healing itself in that state so that's probably the the number one state um, to be in on a day-to-day basis for these deeper breathwork practices such as holotropic and such as like Wim Hof and, you know, shamanic breathing and, you know, my modality, somatic release breathwork, you know, those are an intervention. Those are, you know, you do those once every couple weeks to go into your psyche. It's a self-inquiry practice. Mm. You know, you actually are able to clear out a lot of the stressors um what happens is you know you start breathing like that for uh you know 10 to 15 minutes you know these sessions are usually around an hour long um if it's traditional holotropic style they do for three hours long it's Mm. very intense Uh, my sessions are usually around an hour but what what happens is that you start to put your nervous system in a um in a state of shock in a in a sympathetic nervous system state or or a state of fight or flight and usually when we are in a state of fight or flight in real life you know we have some sort of trauma or stress happen to us um, we don't actually allow that trauma and stress to continue to run the course that it needs to in our body so when you go through that in a breathwork session you're actually taking your body, your physical, your animal body back into that state and allowing you to discharge that energy that you actually just bottled up. Mm. You know? What a release. Like if you <laughs> if you were to look up on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of videos. One of my favorite videos is uh, a polar bear not getting traumatized or put, just type in polar bear trauma. There's a video of this polar bear and uh, there's some biologists and they are doing studies on this polar bear and they uh, tranquilize it to, um, I don't know, take numbers or, or do some sort of test with this polar bear. But towards the end of this video, the, the, the biologist talks about this polar bear and he's going to start to come back. And, you know, us chasing this polar bear and tranquilizing it was very traumatic to this polar bear. And as soon as this polar bear starts to come back into its state, it tar- starts taking huge deep belly breaths first and then it starts shaking its whole body Mm. and then it starts and and the biologist is basically saying that this is the process for this animal to discharge that stressful state in its Mm. body and in its mind it's breathing and it's shaking its body Hmm. of course there's some other things it's also like running it it, it's you know it's unconscious and it's it's breathing it's shaking and it's also like running so it's it's kind of reliving that traumatic state not from a mental place but actually letting the physical body discharge the energy that it was going through during that time of that trauma interesting interesting huh i'm I'm like i totally want to look that up (laughs) yeah yeah it's very it's very Um, interesting so that that's a great point. So, I mean, um, because for the most part, everyone's walking around completely bottled up. Oh, yeah. I mean, wound yeah. the f- 
fuck up. Everyone's wound the fuck up because we got you know, to keep it all in. We got to, you know, we got to hold it all together. Right. We got to hold it all together all the fucking time. Right. Ooh, God. And it's, it's, uh, dude, you know, it's so powerful. Like even just people taking an hour to just sit there and breathe. I can mm-hmm. say one thing, you know, me coming over there to them and just whispering something in their ear like you don't have to hold it all together all the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that'll just fucking tears. Oh, yeah. Tears. Absolutely. Full on yelling, screaming, crying. That somatic discharge of that energy that they've been bottling up for so long. And when you clear that out, you actually become clear. Oh, yeah. When you clear, you become clear in your vision. You know, here's here's you a can good, see clearly. I, I'm, I'm this is perfect time. I want to ask you about this because, like, I I think that the last time I've done a, a breath work might have been about, I want to say two and a half, three months, and um, I'm tired right now, and um, all good things, and you know, traditional basics still in my life that keep me very grounded. But I've noticed, and I want to get your take on this. I, I've noticed that. There are moments like now where it's not quite brain foggy, but it's getting there and it's like, oh, brother, like you're tired, like you're tired, tired, like you need to reset. And I think you need to release. Is that like, is it, is it even if you're doing a lot of the basics, because we still, no matter what, hold stuff in, you know what I mean? Say it one more time, brother. So, so like, um, I haven't done a breath work. I haven't done any kind of breath work for about three months. Yeah. How much do we hold in, even if we're doing a lot of really good basics, like, you know, prayer, gratitude, movement? Yeah, that's fine. But breath work, I think, is still like a a needed thing. It's a hard reset, you know? Yeah. And I think it really really depends on your own self-inquiry practice, you know? Like, defining what you actually need is is the most important piece, you know? I think that all of these tools, all the mm. tools that we have can be a medicine or a poison. That's Any true. tool that you have is a medicine or a poison uh, if you don't know when to wield the actual tool. Yeah. You know, so you got to figure out where you are on the scale. That's if true. you, you know, if you take a moment to really feel in, uh, does your physical body feel stressed? Do you feel like you got the weight on the, of the world on your shoulders? You know, do you, do you feel like, you know, you got some brain fog that you feel distracted, that you've lost vision on your purpose, on your, uh, on your mission in this world? Breathwork can be a great way to, Mm. you know, clear out those distractions, clear out the physical, the somatic stress, and actually re, you know, refocal the vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the integration process of putting that into place. So... No one can answer that question for you, brother. You I know? already know the answer, so we'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but you know, um, I, I've just I've noticed that um, a constant understanding of nutrition, a constant understanding of um, everything from our computer screen time to yeah. our movement to our breath. There's a lot of variables that are always our, our our bodies are immersed in daily. Yeah, you know, every second of the day. And it really does require active participation. So to your wonderful point of like, nobody can really answer that. You really do have to kind of go through a process of discovery of like, oh, like what do we, you know, yeah. try different things and like, where is there a release or where is there a, like a, you know, a reset and you yeah. can't, you can't fight all the fronts at one time. No, brother. you can't. And, and the thing is like, when I was still doing body work, I was working on, you know, um, <laughs> athletes to musicians to tattoo artists and, you know, Uh, they call it repetitive stress injury for Mm -hmm. a reason. You know, you do something over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. the body's going to adapt to that thing. And and the body likes variety, you know, bio 
diversity is biosecurity. Hmm. Uh, movement diversity is movement security. Hmm. Um, neural diversity is neural security, you know? So it's, it's, and, and to the point being like when I was working on this tattoo artist and you know, his, his hand is all fucked up and his neck is all fucked up. Like, is he going to stop doing tattoos because it's bad for his body? No, no, no. Like he, he's just going to know that he's going to have to get regular body work and, and, and use the tools necessary to keep him going, uh, for the, for his passion, you know, for a guitarist, like that's terrible on your body, but are you going to stop doing what you love? because it's bad for your body. No, our lives are too short. Mm -hmm. So, you know, are you going to stop doing these podcastings and, and, you know, running your business and doing your art forms because it's bad for your body? No, but you have the tools to be able to put those in place when you know that you've, you know, reached your capacity. And that's where breath work comes in is like just another tool for you to have in your tool belt. When you know that you've reached that capacity limit. And I think a big part of that is having enough self inquiry or enough self awareness of when do I actually need this thing? Because we, you know, usually we'll just bypass those little alarms that'll go off in our mind uh, that's saying, Hey, you need to chill out a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, go. So, Oh yeah. They, which will lead me to my, the next question I want to ask, but it's, it's so true. Um, you know, and I, our goal is to put ourselves first. We have to take that time for self-inquiry and self-awareness and say, what do I need at this moment? What could I be doing at this moment outside of these things that I'm showing up for? Because if I'm to show up better and more consistently for these other things, such as we'll talk about entrepreneurship here in a second, but to to, to show up for other people, personal or professional, show up for businesses or show up for life itself, I gotta come first. And if that's the case, then that self-inquiry will allow us to say, what in any given moment right now do I need? And making sure to build that practice into our, whether it's uh, daily, not breath work every day, but like, you know, because you're saying like too much of anything, but like, but whatever it is that we need each day. Um, and then ongoing maintenance, whether it's, um, you know, breath work or, um, you know, any other type of uh, exercise or activity or anything of movement mobility that, that allows us to um, reset in a lot of ways, uh, is vital, but we have to be, we have to, like you said, you have to be, you have to be there like for that self inquiry. Like, what do I need right now? Yeah. I think a good place to start is to figure out what you need on a physical level and figure Mm -hmm. out what you need on a mental level. So true. Um, because obviously, you know, you could break it down deeper than that, but if you were to just break it down, basically like, what do I need for physical movement? What do I need for physical nutrition? And then what do I need to keep my mind right? Yeah. You know, and, and if I, if I'm just doing those things, those will lead to other things, but it's, it's really about being resourced, Mm. you know, like having enough resources, having enough tools in your tool bag to be able to handle whatever life throws at you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just like your network in business, you know, Mm -hmm. how, like how big's your network, Mm -hmm. you know, how big, how big is your own tool belt, your own, um, resources that you have for taking care of your physical body Mm. or taking care of your mental spiritual body as well. And you, now you also, you have, you deal with entrepreneurs quite a bit. Oh yeah. I'd say that's my, um, my, (laughs) 
niche market, right. you know, high, <laughs> high profile, high level entrepreneurs that probably have the most trauma out of anybody. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I mean, obviously we won't use names, but yeah. I mean, but, um, how so, how so with the trauma and you know, what, what's been some of the amazing things that you've seen so far and working with them? Yeah. So, you know, some of these, these very driven people, it's like, what's that driving force, you know? And I'll, I'll go back on trauma just a little bit because I think trauma and stress itself are very synonymous. You know, trauma is not the thing that happened to you. It's what happens inside of you mm. based on the thing that happens to you. Interesting. So what happens inside of you is there's a response. You know, you, something happens to you and then you have a response internally. And usually that's some sort of defense system. Mm. You know, that's running, hiding, blaming, shaming. You know, those are all of the... Uh, words that you could put on fight, flight, or freeze, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, trauma is a question to the body, to our organism. And it says, are you going to adapt? Mm-hmm. Are you going to find a new adaptive response? And the question unanswered creates symptoms, mm-hmm. creates issues. The question answered creates growth. When you When you look at it, and you are able to overcome and, and on a, you know, as an organism, find a new adaptive response to that trauma, then you're able to grow from that and you are able to handle a new, a new capacity, a new load. So, you know, and then there's this other really interesting concept within trauma research is, is the concept of reenactment. And basically what that means is that you know, on a, on a, on a basic biological level, you are always striving for equilibrium. You are always striving for homeostasis on a physical level. You're always striving for balance. And when we have stressors that happen to us or traumas that happen to us, we hold those in our physical body and we are going to continue to call in and reenact those certain Oof. Those certain things, those certain, you know, those patterns, we're going to start calling in those traumas in our life. And, you know, it's like the people that, you know, they get traumatized in a relationship. They start calling in the same type of relationship yeah. over and over that and becomes over their again narrative. because it's part of their higher self. Yeah. It's part of their, or you could say even their nervous system mm-hmm. that's calling in that. So that it gives the organism an opportunity to adapt. Mm-hmm. It gives, it gives them a chance to overcome that. So like when stressful situations, when, tra- when, when, you know, traumatic events happen to us and we don't overcome it, we're going to continue calling that in. Cause I think on a soul level, you know, it's our ability to overcome that. Absolutely. And then we, you know, we, we grow to a new level. So, you know, a lot of the people that I've, that I work with that have, you know, really had a lot of quote unquote success and, and, um, you know, have created big things is those are some of the most traumatized people oh, because yeah. they've, they've found a way, they've found a way to channel that and they've mm-hmm. found a way to overcome that and to grow from it. And usually, you know, usually our shadow, our traumas, our stressors is the place where we've gone through the shit and then we're, we are able to help people that overcome those same things. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know if that really answers your question. No, it, it does. And I think um, that's why, you know, it, it's funny because it kind of goes along the lines of even why I say with the show, like, be careful with success, like defining it. Because a lot of times people see these, quote unquote, massively successful people that are, you know, portrayed in media and other places. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know their shit. <laughs> yeah. Like good or shit. bad, but like you just don't know. Like And, and um, you know, to your point, they may have some of the most traumas going on. It's just that they're channeling that energy differently. And, you know, they went after the shiny cars and, and, and things to potentially fulfill whatever is missing maybe internally. And when I get those things, I'll be happy. And I'm like, and you hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again from each person that when they acquired that kind of money, um, that wasn't what made them necessarily happy. And I know people no. go like, oh, but don't say it. I was like, no, I'm not. Money's a beautiful energy. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. energy. It. Could it. you imagine having it and having just a really great relationship with yourself and heal your traumas versus just like, let me only concentrate on this to make me happy. No, you're, that's not, that's not going to do the trick. You still got to heal your shit. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I think that, um, well, we, we're, we're tribal beings and, and we want to, feel like we are helping the community in some sort of capacity. We mm -hmm. want to feel like we're honored contributing to the, to the, yeah. to the tribe, you know, and with, with stress itself, you know, stress is, is guaranteed, like I said, and there's good stress and bad stress. But, you know, if we look at stress itself, stress is pressure. You know, you got all these different pressures that are put on mm -hmm. you and, and, you know, answering emails and, mm -hmm. you know, taking care of your kids and, you know, so many different stressors. So how do we get rid of that, that stress, which is stress is pressure. We have to figure out ways to X the pressure. Mm -hmm. We have to express, we have to find our, our route of expression. And if we don't express, then we suppress. Mm -hmm. If we suppress, we become depressed. Right. Until we've pressed all that pressure down until it starts to manifest and densify in a, to a physical sort yes. of dis-ease yes. of energy. But, you know, finding some of the most stressed out people have found ways to channel it into their form of expression. Mm -hmm. Some of the most stressed out, traumatized people have created some of the most beautiful music, created some of the most beautiful art, and they found their route of expression. And I think uh, as a human, we are expression vessels. That's what we want to yeah. do. I was listening to someone talk about AI the other day, and it was like the one thing that AI can't really do is create you know, art. Mm. And that might be the only reason why they keep human or humans around Why when they uh, <laughs> you know, start to take over, maybe. But. <laughs> May I be long gone before that <laughs> I happens. I know, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I like what you're saying about... Um, uh, they're like high functioning is that cause they're, you know, they're highly stressed, but they're, but their channels are so vast that in terms of, um, their art or their music or yeah. their writing or their, um, even their sports or their acting or whatever it might be, however they, you know, yeah. um, they channel it through them. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I could, you know, I, well, I can't really relate from a from the the stressful part, but that's also because um, well, I can from like years ago version of me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I I realized, um, and I would see man, thank, like thank God I didn't have it manifest the way some people let it go decades, and oh, then yeah. it manifests physically for you. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's. Do you find that that's a hard conversation sometimes to have for, with people when when they are quote unquote sick? 
when I say yeah. quote unquote, I, by the way, anybody listening, not to downplay symptoms, yeah. but just that, you know, do you have these conversations of like, let's talk about your lifestyle? Yes. I mean, you know, symptoms are our best friend. Yeah. Symptoms they tell you are, what's going on. They're, yeah, they are, you know, the best messenger from the body. They say, hey, something that I'm doing is not in alignment with my being and I need to change something. So symptoms are our best friend. Now, symptoms can be, it's, it, in our world, we hate symptoms. As I'd say, as a, as a collective, you know, all of our medication is to suppress symptoms. And when someone's been doing that for 10, 15 years, it's like the body has to create a new symptom, you know, and you suppress that one and then it has to create a new symptom and it'll find a way until, you know, hopefully it doesn't manifest as some sort of cancer or some issue. But at that point in time, you know, you don't know how many symptoms have been suppressed. So you don't know the root of where this is actually coming. And a lot of the times, you know, we have these core wounds, you could say that when you get to that core wound, it will actually, it'll actually be the thing that's causing all of these different symptoms that people are experiencing. So I, I say that I look at symptoms and I, and I look and people tell me their, their diagnosis, perhaps, you know, what their issue, their sickness is. And I always tell them, you know, thank you for, for expressing that. And thank you for telling me that I don't give it any weight. Right. I don't, I Good. don't fucking pay Good. attention to that whatsoever. Good. Like, because within every human, there is an innate intelligence. Mm-hmm that is beating your heart, that is digesting your food, that is controlling all of the function in your physical body that knows a hell of a lot more than any of my rational mind right. could think about. So just by me honoring the, that innate intelligence that's within your being, profound things happen. Mm-hmm. Profound things happen. And when you come and you actually hold a neutral space that's non judgmental, that's not feeding into the current diagnosis that this person is experiencing, it is it's profound. And if I could really fully explain the things that happen when when you just sort of share that, you know, that nervous system space with another person, you deeply honor that there's an innate intelligence that's speaking through these symptoms that are going on. Um, things start to subside. Well, it's, you know, it's fascinating when you think about like uh, pain in your lower back, that could actually really mean this, you know, Um, you know, and that could actually be happening from something that's happening in your foot, but it's actually coming from another, like uh, a set of choices that you're making and that's happening up through this. You know, it's, it's just fascinating to to watch how the body takes the blows. Body keeps the score. Body keeps the score. Never really thought about it until right now. Like takes the blows, it keeps the score. That's true. Yeah, which yeah. is a profound book for anybody that's listening by uh, Doctor Bessel van der Kolk. If you want to understand this on a deeper level, body keeps the score is probably the best place to start. You know, and the good news is, disease is reversible. Exactly, you are repairing 
your body on a physical, on a cellular level every mm. day. I, I don't know if this is like how true this is or how, you know, quick this is. I think it, it, it's based upon your own patterns, but you know, they say that you repair your full body and every cell of your body within seven years. Mm. So anything that's going on in your body can be fully, you know, fully changed within seven years. You mm. basically create a full new body within seven years. It's incredible. It's the pattern. Yeah. You know, the pattern is it's the patterns that we do that create our physical our physical body. Mm. You know, it's it's the other day and this might be a little esoteric esoteric, but I was breaking down the word pattern and and also material. If we think if we look at paternal that's what pattern means. It's paternal. Hmm. It's the paternal force. And maternal is material. Hmm. So we have, we have, you know, we live in a duality and we are basically, we have material matter mm-hmm. and we have, and we have pattern, which is the driving force of that matter. Hmm. If we can change the pattern, we change actually the material and how it's shaped because hmm. the pattern is the driving force of that material. As a, I mean, it, talk about where habits come in. <laughs> exactly. You are what you repeatedly do. You're in not everything. You do in yeah. everything. Right. Not what you do sometimes. Right. And it's interesting because, uh, and if you know that, then you can take a step back and just become conscious of, I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing it? And if I were to do something different right now, what would it be? And just honor and just like fully honoring that you actually had the awareness to yeah. like figure that out in the first place. Cause yeah. that's the first step. Yeah. Just by you having awareness that, Oh shit, there's this pattern again that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, even if you could, you could take something just as like the physical body and just notice like how you sit in your chair. Are you mm-hmm. sitting on your right glute? Are you sitting yes. on your le- <laughs> left glute? Yes. And like how yeah. that's affecting your body and, oh, yeah. and just having that awareness or like next time you're standing in line at a grocery store, like am I putting more weight in my right foot than my left foot? Am I standing like, how's my posture? And mm-hmm. I think that s- sort of developing that awareness for the physical body, mm-hmm. like if you can master that first, your mental, you, starting to master your mental patterns will come in um, <laughs> very, it'll, it'll be a lot easier. Because, you know, I talked earlier that we are animals first. Mm-hmm. We are animals and we are also artists, but we are animals first. And if we can like get the physical body right, it will, our mental body will be, or our mentality will just be that much easier to correct. Mm. If you're in pain in your physical body, your mindset's going to go to shit. Yeah. It's just, that's just how it works. Yeah, that's true. Uh, You don't want to do anything. Yeah. You know, and and it, it really becomes very limiting. And that's something that, you know, you see people who have to like crawl back from, you know, the depths of hell because it was like it was it was so they were so physically depleted and hurting and that to, i i give some of those people the, the such respect because they when they reverse it knowing that like oh shit this starts with me and oh shit this starts with like like some lifestyle choices have to make and then they had to like yeah. start from a very depleted body and re you know, yeah, shaping it back to, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, the way I was able to sometimes figure this out too, is I, I remember that there were times where I remember, I won't say who it was, uh, as a company, but I was around a company it was years ago, back in 2000 and 
2013, if anybody wanted to research. Uh, and um, But I was working the most stressed I had ever been, ever, ever, ever. And I was around a couple people I didn't like. I later realized that I didn't realize at the time. I was just like, you know, kind of, you know, you, you see what you see at the time, right? But but it didn't feel right in my gut, in my core. And I knew and I knew it wasn't sustainable, but sometimes we will stay doing something because we're we're like that. You know, we're humans, especially as you said, with entrepreneurs, we're driving force, right? So we're like, I'm gonna do this. And I remember thinking to myself, um, this isn't sustainable, but nothing would drag me out of there until God decided to be like, oh, well, this kid's not going anywhere, so I'm just going to pluck him out. But during that time, I would have um, breakouts on my neck, mm. underneath, on the back, on the hairline, um, holding so much cortisol and like, you know, bloated, even if I was drinking so much water. And even times I tried to eat healthy, it didn't matter. There was a certain aspect. Um, I was having issues in my lower back, issues in my foot, issues like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And then the moment I was removed from these people in the project, everything went away. Everything went away. It's wild. So wild. So it's interesting how energy works and people and environments and, and like other people's traumas <laughs> being taken oh, yeah. out on uh, taken out on us in some ways. Um, and I, it made me wonder like, wow, what was I really fucking storing inside? That was like taking the blows, taking the blows, taking the blows. And thank God that, you know, as even with our rational monkey minds and then our, our soul, but our soul, our soul our is soul. this beautiful, like, listen, I, I, you said something earlier about the soul and I was thinking about this and I, I was at a retreat back in February in, in, um, back in Georgia and it was, uh, we were talking about, I said, you know, does a soul, um, make all of the um, interactions and the people in the contracts and everything, like not just your parents' contracts, but like all contracts with people before it comes here. And the professor was like, partially, yeah. And I was like, for the contrast to remind me of who I really am, right? Like, yeah, they're like, but more so it even happens in real time. The soul at any given time knows what you need. Now, the interesting thing is, is that unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're not connected to your soul um, fully in that in any given period of time or whatever and you're just going to keep going against what your soul's like trying to get you to do which is maybe go in a different direction or move somewhere else you can be voluntarily pulled out because the soul is like this person won't give up this thing but i still have to reroute them otherwise it's gonna you know it's gonna kill them <laughs> or it's gonna hurt them you know some people longer than others you know whatever but it, i know that's a very higher level conversation of things but but interesting enough because i i had learned to and because what happens we think we lose everything we think like oh woe is me and it's like no no the soul was doing you a favor because you wouldn't get out of your own way i had to remove you from things so you can heal so when you're talking about even on a subconscious on a higher level that is happening it's amazing because it's like that's stubborn if we're stubborn if we're we're not conscious if we're not breathing if we're not all these things man yeah brother i mean i'm a big believer that you know i chose all the stuff that i you know came into yeah when i you know was born based on what i wanted to bring into this mm -hmm. world and i think that a lot of these symptoms a lot of these diagnoses that you we we have um the more symptoms we have uh, the more that that's our soul speaking to us yes, yes, and saying like, Hey, 
you need to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to ever downplay anybody listening that like, you know, with the really tough shit, you know, with the cancers and with the like, you know, a lot of things. I'm not downplaying any symptoms ever. I, oh, always, I always want to respect everybody. But at the same time, yeah, you know, and, and luckily I've been around quite a few individuals who completely heal themselves of cancer and some of the worst yeah. shit you could possibly fucking imagine. Yeah, man. And thank God for being able to a, see them and, and see why, like, oh, wow. And it wasn't with your more traditional route of let's just use Band-Aids and, and more harmful substances and chemicals and things like that. Let's actually start trying to heal the the causes and the, at the root yeah. and, you know, all these other things. I'm, I'm all for <clears throat> Western medicine for emergency medicine yes. and, and it's in its ability to save people's lives. And, and, you know, but we just, we don't really take into account preventative medicine whatsoever. And mm. just like to your point, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who lost a, um, her son, mm. like at like 13, mm. it's so hard, you know, and, and who knows what his like soul contract was right. like maybe he came here mm-hmm. and died mm-hmm. like for her to learn some deep lessons yeah. you know on a, on a soul level and so we we just we don't know we don't so know true. the shit that people have gone through and and what that's actually taking yeah. people to and what doors those are opening and what lessons these people have to learn and, and maybe you know who knows what she'll create from that that you know that instance maybe mm-hmm. she goes on to create a nonprofit to help other you know people that have like lost their you know children and helps thousands of other people we just don't know right so soul contracts are they're always a, an interesting topic, something I, I absolutely love talking about. But yeah, you know, depending, <laughs> depending on the person's sometimes because because death is hard for a lot of people. Um, and I get it, you know, and I totally get it. And I've lost some great people in my life and I've lost my father, I've lost friends, you know, um, I I'm in the the school of thought that you are, which is they came for a very specific period of time. Every soul does. Yeah. And they do exactly what they're here to do. There's a lot more happening at a spiritual, soulful level than we could possibly imagine. We only sometimes see the physical level and we take in that, you know, their actual words, you know, as like fact, but it's like, well, you know, meaning like if somebody may be kind of harmful, it's like, well, no, their soul on a soul level, they're actually there to be like, you're not the thing I'm saying. You're not the thing I'm saying. You're not the thing I'm saying. And your soul's supposed to be like, you're not the thing he's saying. You're not the thing he's saying. Yeah. But the physical world is like, you're this, you're this. And like, I am this, I am this. But no, two souls contracted teach the other person who you really are, the contrast that's actually really happening. There's some other cool stuff really happening at a very, you know, higher, much higher level. And I think if we can kind of approach things sometimes a little bit more like that, or at least stop and ask ourselves, like, what is this showing me? You know, what am I really like? What's really happening? Or why am I really feeling like this when somebody is saying these things to me? Like, what's going on? You know, um, but yeah, I definitely think people are here for a period of time and they, you know, they, and it's, it's tough, especially when, you know, as they say, the good die young, you know, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. But <laughs> so, yeah, brother, yeah. it's, it's really interesting. The, you know, we could get into a lot of concepts around soul <laughs> contracts and just the, the concept of, uh, fate versus destiny mm-hmm. or, or, um, I mean, uh, or free will versus destiny, will. Mm-hmm. you know, and like what, 
Like, do we have free will? Do we have destiny? Like, do we have choice? Mm -hmm. Did we already choose it? Is something destined for us? And I think, I I don't think it's like, you know, I'll I'll keep it short, but I I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Absolutely. I I agree with you. I think there are things that are destined for us. You know, like I, I, whether or not I chose this body and I chose this, this life, I, 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 you know, and, and I subscribe to that story because it helps me. Mm-hmm. It helps me in my purpose. Mm-hmm. So even if it's wrong, I'm going to subscribe to it. But that's I your choice. That's my choice. <laughs> yeah, that's my choice. Exactly. exactly. So I think that, you know, unresolved trauma and unresolved stressors, unresolved past. The past is not what happened yesterday. It's what stays from what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. And when that's unresolved or unconscious, that creates destiny. Mm -hmm. Whether that's bad or good, you know, Mm -hmm. that will continue to repeat itself. Mm. The more conscious we can become of our our patterns, our choices, how we treat people, how we treat ourselves, how we show up for others, how we show up for ourselves, how how connected we are to our soul and our spirit the more we actually have free will and conscious choice to be able to create our reality. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, you know, I, I look at it as we have free will every single day. It's the choices we make, but we make choices. Some are amazingly good. Some give us new information that we didn't have. All give us new information that we didn't have before. And some don't feel so good, but we have that free will to make those choices. Um, so we're, I know that at any given point in time, depending on where people are located or where, you know, whatever they're experiencing, it's easy for them to say, I'm this and I'm that. And I'm here to say, you can change that at any given time period through choice, you know, through awareness, through awareness. And, um, at any given point in time, you can go left instead of right, or you can go up instead of down, or you can, you know, walk away instead of run towards, you know, um, I look at destiny, at, you know, it's interesting when you say it with the soul contracts, this concept of we come into um, this world with like, hey, well, I believe we come into this world, we're light, we're technically light. And it's actually meant to be a very good, like, for the most part, life. But I do also believe that, you know, there's some, the soul's always, it's here to learn, it's here to extend, right? It's here to, it's here to elevate. And so, you know, some journeys may be a little bit different, <laughs> may not be as exciting as others, I should say. But um, I feel like to fulfill the, the, there's like almost like a range of your destiny. There's a high end and there's a low end of how much maybe you can achieve of it. But I feel like our free will is constantly dictating where in that range do we maybe get to um, because we have the ability to go as far as we want within the things that we can learn um, and from the choices that we make or we can go as little as we want from the lack of making those, you know, those choices that, serve our soul you know yeah so it's we're all moving in the same direction yeah that's true it's which timeline do we choose there you go which timeline do we choose based on our choices in our day-to-day life and and are we actually aware because how many choices are you making on a day-to-day on a day-to-day level that you're not conscious of Mm -hmm. you know the day you don't have awareness around it it's so true we're making so many choices that like that we don't even you know like, are you, are, are you texting and driving? Are you making that choice or are you just doing it? Mm. But you are making the choice. Yes, you are. Mm. 
it's like, what, what will the consequence be of that? Interesting. When you said the timeline, uh, the day I met you is the day I got a book, reality Transurfing, And here we are now talking it's a about profound this. book, dude. I know. So it was funny. That was the day I met you for about four, three or four, four years ago, five years ago. I don't remember what it was. You yeah. know, it was a long while ago. And, uh, I was reality transurfing and it's interesting because I was just the revisiting timelines, that book the other day. Pendulums. The pendulums. Exactly. Anybody, everybody just go check out that book and you'll That's get back to us on that. Another rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the incredible. I mean, yeah, I figured we can go in like a multitude of different, <laughs> whichever direction we wanted to go. Um, and so how at the end, you know, what do you think is, what do you most, uh, sorry, we went on so many different chairs. Like, I, 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 I want to know, know, like, which, right? which uh, I, I'm trying to, like, rein my own self back in because um, I like the idea of free will and um, understanding our choices. But why are we making choices that we were making and how they're affecting our body? And what I've noticed and to tie it back in, especially to your work, is it's great. And it gets me going and it gets me fired up and it gets me moving in my purpose. But we also need maintenance. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the last few years is that um, as we do these incredible things and we get busier, our purpose becomes more into um, creation. We still have to remain grounded at the things that got us there in the first place. And we need maintenance. Because otherwise, it can pull us. These big things can pull us away from the very things that got us there in the first place. There's some things that we can never stop doing. I'm in that right now, brother. <laughs> I'm in that right <laughs> Me now. Too. And, uh, you know, like I could uh, say for when I was, you know, a, a year or so ago, when I was, um, you know, my business was small, I wasn't really online. I, you know, my day-to-day practices were on point. I was right. living in Sedona, you know, right. I was hiking every day and spending time in nature right. and taking care of my physical body and, and doing all of these things. And, you know, that was a, a period of my life that I really needed and to really just drop in deep into myself mm. and, you know, figure out what is self and what is other and be able to come back to that place. And, and now that I'm you know, stepping onto bigger platforms and Mm -hmm. growing my business and spending so much time, you know, building out websites and lead pages and podcasts and just all of these different things. And the busier that I get, it's like the busier you get, the more you need your own medicine. Yes, sir. So, (laughs) so I've been, it's, it's a, it's such an interesting concept. And, and usually the thing that you're bringing to the world is the thing that you need the most anyways. Of course. Of course it is, you know, and, and, and I, I basically tell the people that we work with, that I work with, that I'm practicing what I preach to them, that whatever we build for them, whatever we do for them or whatever it might be, I'm constantly doing it for me and you want me to do it for me. Yeah. You know, I was able to create very discerning boundaries in this next run because it's like, no, you want me healthy. You want me optimizing me because optimizing me is optimizing you. My business of me is my business of you, you know, and it's so it's an interesting relationship that I've never, you know, well, I've had, but not to like this degree before. And it's and it's and it's fascinating because my whole one of the ventures is all about reducing the overwhelm to maximize your output for the things that mean the most to you. 
you know, but we have to, we have to take responsibility and put systems and things into place that allow us that, you know, that level of um, productivity and output, but not at the cost of our life. So I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with maximizing output, minimizing like the trauma, minimizing the overwhelm in the process. And that takes a cool blend of things that we're working on. That's healing for entrepreneurs, brother. (laughs) That's what it is, you know? It is because the more systems that you have, the more time you have have to be able to take care of yourself. And the more you're actually able to expand and grow within that. That's exactly. You can't continue to... You know, we we move through we move through seasons mm-hmm. in our life and i'd say on a day-to-day basis and you know you go through this and it's really interesting that we live in phoenix where it's like summer all the time <laughs> you know, we don't really see the seasons happening in front right. of us but we go through seasons in our life where you know there we should be when we are healthy we're moving through seasons yes let's just say that so when we move into fall, you know, it's time for the leaves to drop. It's time to start clearing shit out of our mm-hmm. life, you know, mm-hmm. start um, taking like <laughs> uh, clearing, weeding stuff out, mm-hmm. you know, letting some leaves fall, pruning some shit that I don't need to do anymore. You know, it's so I can go into wintertime mm-hmm. where I'm resting, where I'm relaxing, where I'm taking care of myself, where I'm receiving insights and connecting deeply so that when it comes time for spring, I can spring back into action Mm -hmm. and I have energy to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when it's summertime, I can take action on all the things that I need because I rested during the winter. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to complete that cycle again. I start clearing shit out, you know, and and I think most of us, especially, you know, living in a place where it's summer all the time, we live in a constant perpetual state of being in summer and being in hustle mode and Mm -hmm. go mode. Mm -hmm. And we don't take that time to actually be okay with okay i'm gonna slow down i need to clear stuff out i need to go internal i need to rest yes i need to have nothing going on Mm. so true and so that i so that when it comes my time i can go full the fuck in on what i want to do yeah yeah i i i had learned i had to learn grace um and you have to settle into your marathon not anybody else's marathon and grace allows you to be like you cannot compare and you cannot you want to optimize movement slow the fuck down most people think that it's like i'm gonna yeah. speed up i'm like no you're just going in circles <laughs> like i had to learn if i slow down i can optimize and speed everything else up that i that yeah. serves my highest and best good but that is a letting go because a lot of people are like that's like letting go of control like can i stop this you know the run. Can I stop the run? And it's like, well, you're not really stopping the run. Um, what do race cars drivers do, right? They go around the track, they go around the track, and then they go into the pit stop to get in, like, refueled, get tires, whatever, and they go right back out. You know, and you got your pace car that's going around. <laughs> so if you think about it, like, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, man. This life is a marathon, and it doesn't end. This business, success, whatever your, de- your definition of it is, it's a marathon. So... You got to prepare yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're never, and you really never hit the finish line until you're, until you're dead. done, until you're, you're dead. dead. And then, yeah. you know, whatever your belief system yeah. is, you might begin it again, again. Yeah. You know, again. I, I would tell people like when I've arrived, I'm like, where is it you think you're arriving to? Yeah. <laughs> like, arrival is usually 
the end of this human form and then you know your soul will travel on from there but uh you know like it's a it's a perpetual journey so what do you have coming up anything in particular you want to share this Sunday, which I don't know if this podcast will be out by then, but this Sunday there is a live somatic release breathwork uh, journey here in Phoenix. A um, couple spots left. Uh, you can check out my Instagram. Usually on my Instagram I have, you know, I don't do a ton of public events anymore. Uh, usually there are some, you know, once a month maybe. And this weekend, I think there's a couple spots left. Uh, I have an upcoming training, you know, for my modality for coaches, healers, practitioners, entrepreneurs that want to learn somatic release breath work. Um, I run trainings on that. Uh, those are every, once every two months or so here live in Scottsdale. Also, the online training will be coming out very soon, probably in the next couple months. I'm just I'm really taking a lot of time to make sure that is uh, of the most integrity before mm-hmm. I put that out. Um, and, you know, you can check out my podcast, Mind Body Mentor. Stay connected with me at Jaggers Jr., um, Jaggers Jr. at Instagram. You can check out my website. It's steven-jaggers.com as well. And, uh, yeah, I do, I do, I don't do a ton of private sessions anymore. I do, um, private groups and corporate events and stuff like that. So you can, it's cause you got busier and time is, time is, time is limited. Right time now, is brother. limited. That's exactly yeah. what happens. You're like, Oh, should I, can I do that? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I want to help. But you know, um, this is incredible having you on. You wouldn't even have known it was about an hour and 15 minutes that's how fast they go right it's incredible uh you know and i tell every guest this you're welcome back on anytime i know we would have a million different topics we can go over a lot of things we could have dealt with you know and and we will for sure but i you know i wanted um at least people to uh first the ones that didn't already know of you be introduced to you everybody that's listening to go follow uh, jaggers j-a-g-g-e-r-s-j-r on instagram from there you can get access to everything else but you can also do steven-jaggers.com um and uh you know he <laughs> steven's steven's one of the most humble people i know so i'll do it for him <laughs> because he because he's not going to be constantly like promoting just reach out to him and ask him about his programs and things like that or you know you can go to his website and, and learn more about like the some of the, the group work and the, the workshops and things like that um and then check out the the podcast but um, but reach out to him if you've got any questions, cause he's doing some phenomenal work in that area and, um, he does help a lot of practitioners out, correct? Yeah. That's been where I've been putting most of my energy into lately. You know, my podcast, uh, has, has taken a little bit of a backseat. There's still a few new episodes coming out here and there. Uh, but I've been putting everything into these trainings for, you know, mostly for coaches. You know, I've had like up in this next training, I have two doctors. I have a PhD psychologist mm. taking this breathwork training. Um, you know, people that are helping people already and that want to use this modality to help people clear out a lot of these stressors. And, you know, when you clear, you become clear on your purpose. Mm -hmm. So a lot of coaches really do well with this modality. Um, and I'm running, you know, there's a few more trains that you can sign up for, uh, the rest of this year. And that's where my passion is because, you know, I can only do so much as one person and that's why I'm training other people to take this work uh, to the masses. Incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. Thank you for being on the show, man. Yeah, I really, it's an honor, brother. Yeah. I just want to say that, um, you know, you are incredible at what you do. Thank you. And it's an honor knowing you and watching your evolution. And I'm, I'm just so grateful, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right back. Uh, forever students here. Both exactly. Of us. <laughs> exactly. Forever students. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I, I'm looking forward to doing a session. Yeah. So that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a moment. Everybody else listening, you can, uh, well, I was going to say you can do a session, but no, you can't because he's, he's the one-on-ones aren't really happening as much right now. But reach out. Reach out to Steven if you guys have any questions, and I'm sure you guys do. Uh, and everybody else listening in general, you know, I just want to say thank you guys uh, uh, for tuning in constantly, consistently for all the shows and the growth and the feedback and the reviews and the ratings, everything. You guys are amazing. Um, it really means a lot. And um, also in supporting all the people that come on the show, you guys know I'm very particular about who comes on the show um, because they're really in their purpose and they're constantly evolving and they're usually, usually very humble about it. A uh, few slip through, but <laughs> no, but for the most part, everybody that comes on, they're very, very humble about it. So we're, we're always so grateful. Thank you guys for my amazing guest, Steve Jaggers, for myself, Matt Gossman, and Hustle Sold Separately. We're out. Yeah.